Good morning or good afternoon, whatever time this podcast is finding you at. This is my wake up podcast. You are not tired. You're just uninspired and I am here to help you. I am the creator and founder of Life Minded and Free. I am focused on helping women who are unfulfilled live above mediocrity and create a life of their wildest dreams because you can have financial and time freedom. You can have a good marriage. You can have a good relationship with your kids. You can have a good faith, a good health. And I'm here to show you how not only I did it, but how I was able to teach thousands of other women to do the same thing. So welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. So that's exactly why I got so passionate about helping people start their own businesses and their own ways to make money is because I started seeing the things that people were doing online to make money. And then I started meeting people in real life and seeing talents for them and seeing their value that they can give. And because we've talked before about how you can't see yourself because you're too close that you like need to have someone else we can see someone else's bad parenting in like one second, but we could be like walk, getting walked all over, you know, not saying what we say. Um, but we don't see it in ourselves. Other people can see it in us right away. It's because you're too close. But I started meeting people and feeling like, Oh my gosh, you could make money. I would for sure pay you for this. And I started realizing that every single person was like, Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that would work. I don't know because they didn't believe in themselves. Like I could believe in them. And I was like, straight up, I will pay you money to do this job. Like if you started a business, I would be your first customer. And people still are like, I don't know. I just don't know if it makes sense. It's not because you need someone to believe in you. You need someone to help you come up with the whole plan and then help you keep pushing and holding you accountable and like, okay, what is this job? But I started seeing that not everyone, actually the majority of people really sucked at network marketing. And it's not because you sucked at the actual job. It's because you sucked at doing the things that didn't feel right, that you didn't want to do. But the only reason why you were doing network marketing is because you were sold on the freedom of your time and your finances. So you were like, done. Like I will do network marketing. I'm going to try to do it. It wasn't the job that fit for you. You just liked what it promised. So when I started realizing that people already have these amazing business ideas inside of their head, they already have these amazing values that they can give. They already want more out of life. Well, instead of selling them on something that's not a good fit for them, why don't you just encourage and validate their ideas and who they are and believe in them so then they can start a business where they actually find enjoyment out of it. And then in return, you're successful. And now you have time freedom and financial freedom. And so I didn't want to just keep pushing people in the direction of network marketing because I could see success for them in a different path. And I could see how much misery doing something that didn't feel in alignment with them was causing. And I no longer consider myself a network marketer crazy. I said that to someone yesterday. I said, I don't think I'll ever go back to network marketing because I was burned so bad, burnt out so bad, and just forcing myself into a place that didn't feel comfortable for me. But I am a part of a network marketing company 
because I think the actual network marketing model of making money in that sales is really smart and it fits in perfect with what we're doing to make money online because you can find the product that fits into your brand. Maybe you're selling clothing. It doesn't even have to be like health and wellness. You're selling clothing. Maybe you're someone who's like a massive organizer or you are, um, you're just helping people like organize their fridges or their house or hacks. And then you sell Tupperware because you're like, look, this helps me organize. Like you could be someone who's just into health and beauty and you're selling skincare product or you're selling makeup or you join a makeup company because you like the simplicity of how easy one, two, three, like April talked about before. She's like, dang, that would be sweet. Right. So if it fits into your like, Hey, are you a mom and don't have a lot of time for your makeup? Dude, look at this one, two, three, rub, rub, rub. My face is done. Like that would fit into April's brand. So I had a, I had someone the other day who I coach say, um, you're probably going to make fun of me, but I think I'm going to join a makeup company. And I was like, you 100% should do that. You should do that for sure. Because it fits into who you are right now and what you're focused on. So I want to just completely like end this stigma of network marketing. I just want to end it by being like, I'm done with it. <laughs> like it, I edit it because I'm done and I'm not a network marketer. I am a motivational speaker, a life coach. I am a social seller. I have different things I recommend. That's what everyone should push to become because then it's feeling good to you and you're still making money and you're achieving the same results. And so when leaders of companies instill scarcity into their people, it makes them only look at the network marketing path and only think that that is your only option and it's do or die. And you have to make this work because it's your only last hope. Well, actually it's not <laughs> like literally at all. It's not your last hope. It's sometimes people's first hope. I like network marketing for what it does. It like unlocks the potential of someone who is a nine to five stressed out single mom, no hope, no savings account. What am I going to do? I don't have a degree. I can't get a better job. What am I going to do? It opens the potential of, oh, wait a second. Oh, there are opportunities out here that will pay me for what I put in my work. It doesn't matter my background. It doesn't matter. I'm a single mom. It doesn't matter that I didn't go to college. I can make this work. There's hope for me. There's someone else out there that I saw who was just like me who did it. So if they can do it, I can do it. And then it unlocks your mind of this is only the first couple of steps. Really, you have this whole entire world out there that you're choosing to either live in or not live in. And when I worked in corporate America, because the average of the people around me who I became you know, everyone in my job and in my family and around me, they all had nine to fives. My dad was the only one who didn't. He owned a hardwood floor company, but I saw him work his work so hard. And still to this day, he works so hard every single day, physical labor. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And then the other side is it's a nine to five. So I'm like, I would literally say out loud to my mom. And I remember sitting on a computer at work 
and I pulled up career builder, monster and indeed. And I sat there with my fingers on the keyboard at the search bar. And I was like, freedom. <laughs> I don't know what keyword to search. Like what keyword do I even search for? Because the job that I needed, I thought didn't exist. And so network marketing will open up your mind to realize there's a whole other world out there that people are choosing to not live in. And the only reason why they're choosing it is because of fear. Fear, which also goes into scarcity of it won't be enough. I won't have enough. I need more. The world doesn't say I should do that. Or, oh, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Is this going to work? Am I good enough? Am I chosen? Am I special? Who am I to do this? I think I'm going to do this. Are you serious? I'm not going to do this. And then that's where we go. And so we stay small. We stay where we are. We stay in our box because it's just easier that way. So we think, but choose your heart. Like they said before. Yeah, Alicia. There, sorry, there are tons of ways to make money online. And I think even more so now. So you guys all know that I hate my job and <laughs> it sucks the life out of me every single day that I have to go there, but it has progressively gotten way worse. Like legit every single day that I get up that I have, like, I'm super late today. Like I just honestly do not care anymore. I hate it so much. I hate going there. I hate everything about my job. There's nowhere for me to go at, at that place. I'm already at the top and I just hate it. I, I literally hate it. And every day I'm, I wake up and I think I need to do something else. I need to do something else. I need to do something else. So yesterday I, um, I reached out to this coach, this, um, coach that we had coming to my job and the one that I did the podcast with, I reached out to him because he's very connected to lots and lots of companies. And I told him, I said, Hey, well, he actually messaged me randomly. I had been thinking about messaging him. He messaged me randomly about something else. And I was like, wow, your ears must've been ringing. Cause I was just thinking I need to message you. I said, um, I am, I'm going to be starting making, I'm going to make moves to transition out of Carousel USA. And, um, and I said, so I'm thinking about um, as, as one stream of income, uh, possibly being a virtual assistant. And I was like, so I was just wondering if you had um, any contacts with anybody who might be looking for somebody or whatever. So we're going to talk. He's like, yes, let's chat. So we're going to talk on, um, on Thursday. But I also went on to LinkedIn last night and literally applied for five jobs. And all of them being remote, all of them being part-time, um, this one place that I applied to is so cool. They're in New York and they make swag boxes and everything about like what they talk about their mission, like they have been virtual. They're like, we were virtual before virtual was cool. Like this was our model from the very beginning. We don't want, we want you to have time freedom. There is not there's no PTO because we're all adults and we should just do whatever we want. Like you work as much as you want. It, it, I'm telling you, I was like oh blown God. away, but, but check out the salary, 200 to 225,000 is the salary. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, so I started looking at all this stuff and 
and it blew me away because I was like, like, all this. Like, what's the company? Where's it at? How do I apply? <laughs> Hold on. <Right>. <laughs> but it was crazy because me all too, this time, <laughs> yeah, all this time I've had, I've kept myself in this box because I felt like this is the path, this is the road that I should be on. I've worked so hard to get here. This is, this is the, where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And now I'm there and I'm like, I hate it. I legit hate it. Oh, that's so weird. Not, you sound like someone else I know. <laughs> I just like went through that. Not where I want to be at all. And, um, and now that I've finally like come to terms with that, like, I, I mean, I've said it a few times and I've thought it a few times, but literally like now taking real steps. And um, now that I've just come to terms with like, it's happening probably before the end of the year, my ultimate goal, and I have like a plan and a vision, like my ultimate goal, I'm not going back to corporate. Like I'm not going into an office again. Um, You know, ultimately I would love to just Mm -hmm. work part-time as a virtual something and still continue to work on my brand and my business. Like, I don't want to be working for somebody anymore. Like in that sense of, you know, like having to go into the office and report in and all that you know, crap. So, so, but there, but I, but it was just, it was so eye-opening because literally when I went on to LinkedIn and started searching, I'm like, there's opportunities everywhere, like legit everywhere. And I, and for what I want to do, you know, for like the, what I want my life to be, I don't have to, I don't have to get a corporate job. And that is, what you said, like about scarcity and stuff, I did always feel that way. I always had that fear of not having a job or, you know, not having insurance. Like these positions are 1099 positions. Like I'm like, perfect, sign me up. I don't even care. I have insurance with my husband's work. Like it doesn't even matter. I can pay for my own insurance on the side. Like all of the things that I was so afraid of before that I was so like, so nervous about, I'm like, they just don't even matter anymore. Like literally not even a care about it and I'm literally dying I need to chime in <laughs> like hold okay. on I was like don't forget that don't forget that don't forget to that I'm like unmuting like <laughs> something. um okay it's I'm not surprised at all that you're hating your job more and more and that it's getting worse and worse because I just I went oh really because I meant, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're, you're in the final stage because it's the final stage that everyone gets into when they're so sick and tired of being sick and tired. The job itself actually isn't getting worse. People no. aren't getting more, like if people aren't getting worse, the job isn't getting worse. It's not like, oh my gosh, it's your perspective of the whole thing is getting worse to where every single thing drives you crazy. And it's every single thing about everyone and everything because your soul is like, Alicia, we're not supposed to be here. Like, come on and do something with us. Let's do something fun. Like, remember that business you were going to start? Remember how you used to be? Remember how you felt alive? Remember what made you feel creative and feel good and feel in alignment? Like what you're doing isn't in alignment with your soul. The only reason why you're there still is because of fear. Like you said, oh, I have, uh, I have good insurance. I love when people say that. 
Like, I love when that is your one reason why you're still working. And, and let me just say, and Aaron's at work right now. Let me just say, if you love your job, that's the goal. Right. Like so some people will think like, oh, well, yes, someone has to work in corporate. They do. And I'm not saying all corporations are horrible. I'm saying you need to do what feels good for you, what you enjoy doing. If you like the simplicity of a simple job, then good for you. If you like a 95, then good for you. That's what you should do. The goal is to figure out what feels good to us. Obviously for you, Alicia, it doesn't feel good in your soul to keep doing that. You've been talking about quitting your job for the last year now. And that's why it's important to journal thoughts you're having, because then you can go back and be like, oh crap, I talked about quitting my job five years ago. Like I have in my journal and in this, this notebook next to my bed called, um, what did I label it? Um, I forget. It's, it's like some of my ideas. And, um, I put random ideas in there when I think of them in the middle of the night or like talking to John or anytime I'm in my room, I'll just write them down. And I wrote down years ago, like four or five years ago, I wrote down a ran, I wrote random idea, do morning wake up call to inspire people. I literally wrote that down like four or five years ago. I never would have remembered that I had that, that idea that long ago, but it took me years to implement it. And then I implemented it. And now I'm like, wow, how funny. So even when I quit my corporate job at the end, it got so hard, so hard. So I would literally cry on my way to work and get there and feel like my soul, like April said about having to go to her work with Claire being a baby and being at home. You feel like your soul is literally outside of your body somewhere else whether it's a child or you're just forcing yourself to do something you don't want to, maybe you're in a relationship that feels like that, where you feel like this feels so bad. And maybe it's not an intimate relationship. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a relationship with a family member. I mean, the only reason why you stay somewhere that doesn't feel right is out of fear. And so for you applying last night, that is so amazing because all it takes is the one step into like what I just said, like network marketing shows you, wait, there's a whole other world out here. Like you can actually have hope and make money. And then now realizing like, oh, wait, I can do whatever I want and still make money. Like I thought I only had to do network marketing. Like I'm literally looking at these people in network marketing companies and thinking like, wow, I feel so bad for you that this is all you do. You make great money, you're successful, but I know how miserable and stressed out and I know how bad it is. And I'm like, this is what you're choosing to do forever? Like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't, this isn't sustainable. So for you, Alicia, to be like, oh, wait, I could apply for a job that's remote, that pays me great, that I'm doing something that I love. I can build my business on the side. I can have unlimited PTO. That's literally like what you join network marketing for. <laughs> but you were doing something that you're like, oh, it doesn't just feel totally right. How do I merge this in with everything else? There's no doubt in my mind that if you start speaking for the perfect job to come into your life, and this is not just to Alicia, this is to anyone listening to this, 
if you start speaking about your perfect job coming into the picture, writing down what that perfect job even looks like, because vision is so important because without vision, you don't know where you're going. If you lose your sight, you literally are walking around like feeling you can't see anything. If you don't have the vision, the clarity of what you even want, how are you going to even know if you get it? That's why I encourage young women who aren't married to write down their dream guy. Like your dream guy, every single thing about him, who are you looking for? And then you need to put that out there. You need to start praying for him. You need to start looking for him. You need to start because he's out there. He's a physical person out there or, you know, they're there. So you have to be able to see it. So this job, it's like, what is the perfect job you want? Take the title off of it because there's so many jobs now, like perfect example, Alicia, a swag box company. I'm sorry, but that was not around 10 years ago when I was looking for jobs. That was not even around five years ago. So like, you know, so like the world is changing. So don't even think of what is my job title? Because we tend to think like administrative assistant, um, but we, you know, we try to like put that on it. Like, oh, what could I be? What am I qualified for? What could I be? But God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So maybe there's this perfect job for you out there that you would never apply for. You would never think you're qualified for, but God puts it in your lap and you're looking for this perfect job. And so you apply anyway and you get it. And then it ends up being the perfect thing that leads you to somewhere else because every step of our journey is important. So maybe it's not the destination, but it's the path to get you to your destination. Like if Alicia never worked at that company, you never would have met that guy who has helped you with the podcast and has helped you with this information and your brand and has given you really good information. Uh, maybe he hooks you up with this super sweet virtual assistant job that you then meet someone and then you now have all these clients for your health business and fitness business. Like we don't know. So every step of the journey is so important and is so crucial. But if you're not open-minded to seeing where your next step is, then you're not going to take it. You're going to be scared walking like this in the dark. Like, where, where am I going? If you're like, no, this is what I want. Then you just clearly know, like this job is going to come to me. You can pray for the job to be attracted to you. Like, Make the perfect matches. One of these companies, God needs someone exactly like me. Somebody needs exactly who I am and what I have to offer. And someone else out there is exactly what I need from them. And they're perfect and they have everything. We just need to find each other. So let attraction pull us together, find the perfect company in the perfect way with the perfect timing and bring me to that. And I pray for people like that too. Bring me someone in my life that I need. I don't know what I need them for. I can need them because they need to speak into my life about what Christ says about me, or maybe they're going to give you a job or they're going to give you an idea or inspire you to go make that next move. Just pray for those perfect people out there and then journal about them when they come to you. Because that's so fun to say, when I have in my, in my notebook, that are in my journal that I wrote about Victoria Stump when I met her at our event and I journaled about her and I said, I met this girl, Victoria, and I instantly knew when I hugged her, she was brought to me by God. 
And so I said, I can't wait to see whatever un unravels with us because it's going to be incredible. And she knew the same thing about me when we met. We just knew we were meant to be together because we both had been praying for these connections. And that's how I feel about all of you guys is that I know it. And so it's true because you guys were probably like, oh, I just like need, I need someone. I need something. I just need, and you were literally praying for something that I could offer. And I was praying for you guys because I was like, you teach me so much and help me so much and inspire me so much without you guys, I would be literally nothing because simply I wouldn't even have the energy and the willpower to keep going and to be able to just keep getting back up when I get knocked down. And it's like, that's the power of prayer. That's the power of connection. And so whether it's a job or a person, don't let fear hold you back. If you're, if you're miserable where you are, then leave, leave your job, make the, you don't have to walk in and quit on the spot because you need your money for your family and for your bills, but go and apply for a job, go and look for something. Mm. I love that. I am so excited that you said that. And I cannot wait until you quit because we're going to throw a party. This could be soon. You're like, it could be soon at the end of the year. I like chuckled to myself. I was like, yeah, or like next week. Yeah. <laughs> or like literally. It literally could be next week. <laughs> well, right. They could call you today and say, we love everything we see. It was so crazy oh because that swag company, when I was filling out the application, like it was definitely not your normal application. They literally asked, um, like, what what other side businesses have you, have you done besides your work, like besides your normal job? Yeah, and I ask you that. Oh my gosh, they promote it like hustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, right? You're like already the perfect fit. You're like, um, hi, and you know you're so good at people. If you get to the interview, you're for sure gonna get the job. And you're so I have experience every now. single job that I've ever gotten. I never in my mind, like based on like my experience and stuff, because I didn't go to college or anything like that, felt like I, I was not qualified, but I always went in super confident and I, there's never been a job that I've not gotten that I wanted and I didn't get. I even that. if I wasn't I all the way qualified, even if I didn't know all of the things like on in on that I think it was that one or one of the ones I applied for yesterday they asked about a um a software that I had never even heard of they were asked what my experience was with it and I told them I was like none but I can pick it up very quickly and yeah, none, a couple of them asked if the if um I had ever worked with a startup company which I had like years ago in um I worked for a software company and I was like they hired, they made a position called a customer implementation coordinator. They hired me to do this for a software that I had never, ever even used, but I had to teach these customers how to implement it into their, integrate it into their system. I'm That's like, done. yeah. So I'm like, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. I got it. I can do it. Yeah. And it so is yeah, I don't, I don't have any doubt that like somebody is going to, it's literally just a matter of I just opened the door yesterday. 
just literally opened the door and said, come on in, whoever wants me, here I am. And it's gonna happen. It's definitely happening. Yeah, and it starts with knowing your worth and knowing your value and knowing what you deserve to have out of this life and not out of a greedy, I deserve, I'm this holy, perfect person. We don't really... Actually, if we got what we deserved, that would be, that would not be good. I'm very glad that we are saved by the grace of God because yeah, I don't want what I deserve, but we have this entire world and we are, I, I always say this to myself and to my kids, like when I'm starting to kind of doubt myself, I'll be like, I am the daughter of literally the highest King in the entire world. Like, what am I doing right now? Like I, and I was listening to this sermon this morning from Elevation Church. They had a guest speaker on Sunday. So good. I highly recommend watching it. And um, he literally said, like, if you are a follower of, of Christ, you have a wild card in your back pocket at all times that you can literally pull out and be like, ha, I win. <laughs> like, uh, yep, done. Anything you're afraid, you're worried, it's not coming together, you're shut like anything, you're like, oh, done here, take it. Wild card. Like when you realize your worth and your value and what you're going to stand for and what you're going to do, it's like you also, and I was telling my therapist this yesterday because I really was trying to battle between like, do I want to slow down and take some time off or do I want to focus on balance? And I actually had a lot of clarity yesterday. And so now I know that I'm just going to focus on balance, but I was telling her, I was like, you know, I could just be a stay at home mom, like straight up. Like I could quit everything that I'm doing and I could just take time off. I could take three months. Like I could realistically do that. John would be okay with it. We would financially be okay with it. I, I should just, should I do that? And she's like, should you? And I'm like, no. No, like, okay, that was stupid. I don't want to do that. And she's like, okay, why not? I'm like, because I literally feel like I have a mission from God. Now that I figured out my talent and I figured out like the talent that he gave me, the purpose that he has for me on this earth to speak into people and to validate them and encourage them and inspire them to go find their own talents and live out your best life ever feeling fulfilled and happy because you're connected to who God created you to be and you're connected to him. It's like, I'm like, I can't just not tell people about it. What am I going to do to sit at home and like clean? And my kids don't care about that. I try to like speak into them and they just roll their eyes. Um, you know, that's another thing. It's like, they don't get it. And so I'm like, no, I have this like in me, I have to get this word out. I'm here for a reason. I can't just stop doing it. And she's like, okay, well then you have to find balance. You have to focus on that. And I was just thinking as I was driving home from my appointment, all of you guys and all of the people who message me and tell me like, this is my purpose and this is what I want to do. And it's inside of me. It's like hanging on to that will make you not ever quit. That's the only thing you need is to know your worth and know your purpose. Because once you can see it, you don't even have to be doing it. You don't even have to have figured it out. But when you can see that it literally lights up your soul when you talk about it, when you can work on it, when you can think about it and you're excited and you're like, I just want to help people or I just want to do this or I just, whatever it is that you figure out and you know it, you can't give up on that. You can't just settle for mediocrity. Once you get above mediocrity, you're like, there's no going back. 
I will not go back. Like all of you guys just said, I will not go back to corporate America or you were nodding your heads in agreement to it. I will not go back to that because you're like, absolutely not. That is not for me. No way. I know what I want. I know what I need and I'm not doing that. And this is what I'm doing now. And so it starts with your worth and your value. And when you know your worth and your value, then you don't stand for a lot of things. And that's with relationships too. When you feel worthless, my, um, I have a younger brother who's 21, I think. And we just spent the weekend up North, a big family thing. And he brought a few of his friends and his new girlfriend. Um, they were doing boyfriend, girlfriend things. They were actually doing husband, wife things, but, <laughs> for, um, but he claimed that she wasn't his girlfriend. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. Like that's awesome. And so we were kind of just talking about like relationships and stuff like that. And um, a few of our family members were like judging this girl. Like, I can't believe, you know, she would come up here and she would do this and she would whatever. And I'm like, first of all, don't act like you didn't at one time not know your worth or value either. Like she is just a broken soul that doesn't value herself. And she doesn't know her worth. She doesn't know she's the daughter of the highest King. She hasn't been informed. She doesn't know. So instead of judging her, pray for her and love her and show your love and be there for her when she doesn't know her worth or value. Because to me, I see someone like that. And I know if I could just get you to believe what God says about you, everything in your life would be better, easier, happier, more fulfilling, more empowering. You would feel like you're existing in this world versus living in this world or better yet influencing this world in a positive direction you might have been in the negative most people just stay in the negative or in neutral but we're going to be the people that go forward and we're trying to change the world just maybe trying to help people eat better or trying to help people to feel a little bit better or trying to validate a new mom who's feeling like she can't do this or a woman with a with a life-altering disease or a diagnosis, or you're trying to just make a mom feel like, hey, mom, don't worry, you're not alone. Like yesterday on the first day of school, when the principal called me and said, I need to come pick up my boys because they were kicked off the bus on the first day of school, guys. I was like, I literally got off the phone with the principal and I sat in this chair and I was like, Lord, give me strength for this year. I like just literally can't like, please help me. But I know that all other moms would think that's who has a child that's like that would think like, oh, yep, that's our life. Like they would think it's funny. They would feel like comforted out of that. So that's what I thought is like, I should share this on social media because it's going to make another mom feel like, oh, thank God my child wasn't the only one that like got in trouble on the first day of school because that's what I'm trying to help and make feel better. So it's not perfection. It's not having your crap together all the time. It's not perfectly executing or even un imperfectly executing what you know you need to do. It's really this whole entire journey is about giving yourself grace and love and patience and not stressing out when you're trying to figure out what the next move is or figure out why you're not doing something or Oh, I just need this to happen. I, that's trying to take things into your own hands and living in worry and living in stress 
and living with this, oh my gosh, is it going to work? And you have this scarcity inside of you. And this, if you tune into it enough, you can actually feel the negative feelings and energy inside of you feeling stressed and worried and, and all of this. But when you do that, you're not living in accordance to God's word who says, do not worry, give it to me, ask, believe, and you shall receive. So if you're asking and believing that you're going to receive money, you're going to receive a new job, you're going to receive whatever it is. And then you're worrying and stressing about it at the same time. It's like, oh, that was loud. You're obviously going to hope you're back soon. All right. Siri, right now with what you're doing. Like sometimes I like just stop. Okay. For one hour. Okay. She's, she's muted. Um, but you just have to, you just have to move forward. And then I also realized yesterday, sometimes you also just need to take a nap. You do like, you need to just shut it down and you need to go to sleep for a little bit. You need to watch a Netflix show. You need to do something where your mind is off of what you're doing and meditating. That's the whole point of meditation is to take your mind off of your to-do list, take your mind off of your, oh my gosh, I'm thinking and thinking and thinking it's made to make you stop thinking. And it's made to get you to be in a place of not worry and no resistance. April says, you know what I expect to be in full work, happy mode all the time. We can have off days. Absolutely. April. Amen. I heard that um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were saying that when you go for a walk, like if you're say if you're stressed out and you're trying to like get yourself in a different state, get in a different mood, if you go for a walk, just the act of walking will literally change your perspective, change your mood because it's like scientific. The, when you are like in forward motion, the, and anything that's passing you by that you see in your peripheral literally changes your, changes your state. It changes your mood. So just by going outside, taking a walk, just the act, action of seeing like trees go by you or anything moving past you in your peripheral will literally change your state. Also laughing. It's, <laughs> so it's true. It's, it is your physical state determines your mental state that Tony Robbins says all the time. Also, by the way, I've been looking like a hawk at Tony Robbins stuff because the next time that he does an in-person conference, I am going and I am like purchasing the best ticket I can buy. I'm like already starting to save. I told John yesterday, cause I'm like, I know that I need to be there because I need to be there. I know it will change my entire life, but it's the reason why I started doing these morning calls was for myself. Because when I get up and I have to show up on the call and I can't have morning voice and I can't have, you know, like crusties in my eyes and I can't be in a bad mood like I wanna be in the morning. I have to get on here and I have to smile and laugh and pour into you guys and get excited and pump pump us up 
I just thought of the song, like pump up the jam. We need to play, we need to have like a theme song for, the, for these for these recordings. But like, I have to get myself like that. So what do I do for the rest of the day? I get off of these calls and then I am like wired. Like I am pumped up. I'm like, let me talk to someone. Let me do a post real quick. Let me, because the whole point is that you're not tired. You're just uninspired. So when you're getting to a point where you're feeling tired, you're not a high energy, you're feeling like you're vibrating at a very low frequency and you just feel tired and maybe you start yawning more and you start napping more and all you want to do is really sleep. You're actually not tired. You just have zero inspiration. And I realized that about myself is that over the last couple of days, I was walking around my life actually the last couple of weeks, maybe two weeks, I've been kind of just like being very present and being very focused and not really doing a whole lot, trying to live like in the neutral. And I started to get super tired and sleeping more and yawning more. And like yesterday I took a nap and like, just, I just keep wanting to sleep. And I was telling my therapist that, and she's like, well, why do you think that you're so tired? I'm like, well, I don't think I'm tired. I think I'm just have no inspiration because I'm stuck in this valley because in the deepest part of the valley, the ground is super mucky and you know how to get out, but it takes you a minute because you're sinking in every step you take as you keep going because it gets harder before it gets easier. And so although you can see where the mud ends and the firm foundation starts and you know exactly how to get there, what you need to do. You know that you need to put your tennis shoes on. You need to walk. You need to take your supplements. You need to drink your water. You need to turn on music. You need to listen to something inspirational. You need to read a book, phone a friend that's going to pump you up. You need to take a shower, get yourself ready, shave your legs, have a self-care day, whatever you need to do to get yourself in a better mood, you can see it and you know it and it's right there, but you're stuck in the mud. And the only way to get through the mud is by keep going, which is exhausting. But I was stuck in the mud the last couple of days because just because you know about the valley doesn't mean you're not going to go in it. Because I feel like as you get out of one valley and you're walking and you're like, oh, this is cool. All of a sudden you're like distracted looking up in the air at the bird and you take a step and you fall into this huge canyon again and you're at the bottom and you're like, how did I even get down here? Like I was just doing so good. And now I'm like back down here, like stressing out and feeling, and you know what it is. It really goes back to, you are the average of the five people you're around. And it also goes back to the people around you don't actually have to be the people that are around you. You can place new people inside of that that aren't actually physically there, but their voices and their wisdom and their words are there. So if I'm spending the majority of my time with Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, Florence Scovel Shin, that's who I'm talking to and that's who I'm listening to. I start to really be focused and intentional on their words and what they're saying and who they are because I'm listening to them all day. But when I stop listening to them because I'm not intentional and I forget that that's my best tool to get me out of the mud and I just am like, nah, I don't feel like listening. I don't feel like listening. I don't feel like listening to that right now. I'm going to do something else. I don't feel like listening. But I know that that's what's going to get me out of the mud. I know that's the best thing. And that's what I realized yesterday is I'm like, I haven't been talking at all about 
letting the goodness happen to you and putting it out into God's hands and trusting in him to do the rest and not worrying and not stressing. I, without God looking, like hurry up and came behind his back and like grabbed all of my stuff and like ran away. And he's like, okay, like, cool. I'm glad you took all your stress and worry back. Like how dumb you just gave that to me. Why would you take it? And really it's like, you don't realize you're taking it back, but you are before you even realized it. And when you live in that fear and worry and anxiety and stress, no goodness is going to come from that. We learned that in the 21 days to manifest a thousand dollars is when you focus on the good, you see the good. He is supposed to be in Orlando soon. Um, yeah, I don't, I, maybe it's not. Maybe it's, uh, I was going to say, I think it is canceled, but maybe it's not. Maybe I just didn't see. Um, because I know all of his other stuff was, oh, you just restarted that book. That's good. I also am restarting Florence's books. I want to re-listen to all of them. They're not very long. They're only like a couple of hours. So the one book is like two hours long. I can listen to that in a day. Sometimes I make that my goal. Like I want to listen to this whole book today um, to get that in my brain because you need that positivity. You need that like, hey, remember you got this. Stop stressing. You need to know what you want and then you need to be calm. You know, you really just need to do that. Um, oh, good. And April's the one who told me about Florence Scovelshin and who she was and her aunt told her. And she said her aunt gave her another book series we should read. Do you know what it's called? Um, in honor of the recording, when everyone is going to be like, oh my gosh, what was this series? I want to know. You don't know. That's okay. Put it in the comment when I post this to YouTube. So if you're watching this and you want to know, check it from April. That'd be perfect. Um, we can put it in there, but yeah, I just had a lot of clarity lately, a lot of realizations of, of who I want to be and what I want to do and how that's going to fit into my life and realizing that I am in control. Well, God is in control, but I can choose what I want to do. I'm allowed to create a life that I love. Nobody just falls into a life they love. You have to create a life you love because you also have to love the person who you are in order to love your life. Because if you hate yourself and everything else around you is amazing, well, you hate the one thing that's with you all the time. You have to love yourself. And then you have to realize that I am so valuable and I have so much to give. And I am in charge of saying what I want my life to be. When I want to work, what kind of work am I doing? Is it purposeful? Is it who I am created to be? Is it changing someone's life? Because all you really need to do is impact one person's life a day. And you can do that by sending a nice message that says, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you? How is so-and-so? How did that doctor's appointment go? How did remembering sometimes just I will sit and think like, what are important things people have told me lately that I should just be a good friend and like check in on them. And I'll try to just sit in silence for a minute. And I'll be like, oh yeah, how was the wedding? Oh yeah. Hey, how was that doctor's appointment? What did they say? How, how is your stomach pain? Did that go away? Uh, how was your ride home? Did you get stuck in the storm? Just checking in on someone can actually make an impact on their day. 
It really can. And by you doing something like that, an active kindness and caring about other people, that good act is going to come back to you. And the more of those you do, the better you're going to feel in return. You really will start to feel so good and so fulfilled and so happy because you're living out your true calling. You are in alignment with who you were created to be. You, not me, not April, not Alicia, you, who you were created to be.